is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast. Learn everything you need to know to make a living outside the 9 to 5 grind and crush it at life. You'll learn from inspirational guests and in-depth discussions. Go from employee to entrepreneur and start creating a life you love and still pay the bills. So here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Let's get on with the show! This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status in recognition for their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Morning, powerful nonsenses. Afternoon slash evening. Evening. Depending on when evening. you're watching. Uh, welcome to another episode of Powerful Nonsense. If you are joining us, returning. We've both got our hands in our pockets on this occasion. We just do not give is a shit. Is that how we roll? Or is it just because it's so cold? And I we... think it's because it's so cold in here. That's, I think that's exactly why. I'm just touching myself, but... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, people. Guys, girls. He's Jem Yildiz. I have nothing to do with him. No, you have to do your name first. Remember the whole editing process. What? Oh, I thought you were doing your names now. Well, I was kind of doing an intro on your behalf. Oh, okay, fair enough. Because I don't know if you can get through it without being vulgar. I'm sorry. Um, I'm Wayne Ingram. I'm Jim Yildiz. Happy? And we are Powerful Nonsense. That's right. Crudem. Crudem. <laughs> so, Wayne, we're uh, back in the ears yes, of the people. For episode 142, Powerful Nonsense. And we're talking today about your own personal regret minimization strategy. Regrets. I've struggled to get that out there then. Wayne, what are your regrets? Uh, starting this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Two years ago. <laughs> you were highly intoxicated. Being, being thrown into halls with you. <laughs> worst, worst thing that could happen. Thanks, Wayne. Good way to start. He set me up for that one. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. Um, we're in too deep now. <laughs> we're just going to have to keep going. We just tolerate each other. <laughs> it's like... It's like a marriage. Was that like this morning when he's like, Jem, the bus is just not coming. Like, don't don't get me started on that bus. Yeah. Yeah, I regretted waiting for that. I regret waiting for that bus this morning. Had to Uber it. And not know. Ubering sooner. There you go. Uber sooner. Uber sooner. Maybe maybe that should be the tagline. You you're welcome, Uber. Checks through the post. Anyway. So. so yeah, so we're talking about regrets. Yes. And how you can minimize them. Yeah, there's a book that kind of sort of influenced me. I haven't actually read it, but I've heard. <laughs> see how, see, these days, millennials have so You're like, you're like, I read this article, and by reading the article, you, I mean, know you read the headline, like, I know you didn't it. open the that's article. That's all I needed. You just read the clickbait headline. That's the millennials. We just skim it, that would do. We've got it in, it's in there now. <laughs> okay, so this book that really influenced you this that book, you haven't read. This book by this lady that changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> basically like the regrets of the dying and she lit- okay so literally there's been so many blog posts on this as well and then i looked at so what was your favorite bit of the book or of the <laughs> of the headline of the title <laughs> Sorry, carry on, carry on, carry on. yeah so basically there's like she says that there was this lady that went and interviewed loads of people who were in hospital or like on their deathbeds hadn't had didn't have much long much longer to live mm-hmm. and basically she broke down like five of the most popular things they said and actually super powerful and i think like Everybody says all the uh, Stoics say, like, meditate on death. Um, you've got, I mean, everybody kind of hears it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, 
did like what are you going to regret when you're like later in life when you're an old person sitting on that rocking chair are you going to say oh I wish I did this or that or you speak to your nan I know my nan says certain things she regrets and so I guess a good time to sort of ponder is now mm-hmm. if you're a young person or if you've still got a lot of years left of your life and if you're not a young person sorry sod off <laughs> no, <joking. laughs> that was a little bit more harsh I thought I was harsh yeah you're just rude I'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So basically we're going to just have a little natter mm-hmm. about these five points she's made. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, hopefully you guys could go away and have a little think about whether you are already loading yourself for, for some of these regrets later in life. Mm-hmm. And go read the book that Jem didn't read. I'm going to read it yeah. at some point. I love how you've like based an you know episode what? off of a book you haven't read. <laughs> it happens. It happens when you're doing like five episodes in two weeks. But That's true. Just saying. <sighs> Just say it. Just say it. Just put it out there. Okay. So. So, number one. Is. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. So, number one regret. <laughs> are these in any particular order, by the way? Yeah, it's how they're wrote down in the book. <clears throat> of course. Okay. So, the number one regret is, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. That's beautiful. Thank you. It's like you're a voiceover artist or something. I know, right? It's amazing. Three years actors training. Anywho. <laughs> Um, I th- kind of think, like, I kind of think, think, think. You thunk. This is, like, fundamental to a lot of the stuff that we kind of talk about mm-hmm. on this show. Well, we didn't we do an episode recently about expectations as well? Or was it yes, we did. Overcoming your expectations. Uh, the tyranny of expectation. There you go. See, so this is kind of, that whole point is probably that whole episode. Mm-hmm. But it's this idea that, obviously, a lot of us are swayed by social pressures, social yeah. cues, parents whatever else, friends, on what you're going to do in life. Mm-hmm. We spoke a lot about it in that episode. And I think that's it. A lot of people, whether it's these old people on their deathbeds, probably have been pressured to be a certain way or do a certain yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of us are going to regret later on when you look back. And I was even saying this to my old sister recently, and she's like, you know what, I've kind of just got to that age where I've stopped giving up so much about what people think. Yeah. And I do think that's maturity in some ways, <laughs> I think. When you're young, you're just trying to please the crowd so much. Yeah, definitely. Well, I look at, um, I always look at teenagers at school. Yeah. Well, not at school. Well, God. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Wait a second. I've just got to make a call. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I, uh, <laughs> I'm in too deep now. Um, <laughs> oh, wrong grade. <laughs> this is gross. Um, no, so on a social level, yes. okay, I, uh, and I can't make it sound good, so I'm just Go going to just put it out. So I observe, like, the way that teenagers behave, kind of politically speaking, amongst themselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, think, I think that was, Easy way I think that was the best it, yeah. that I could put that. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Yeah. I love how we're drinking and I always these, kind uh, of... lovely cartons of water, mm-hmm. environmentally friendly. Yes, indeed. Um, and I always kind of feel like, thank God... I don't have to put up with all that bullshit of, like... Because it's all... It is all political. Mm. Like, of trying to, like... like I was stood at, at the bus stop um, a few weeks ago, waiting for the bus, and there was just this gang of, like, seven, eight teenage boys, mm-hmm. and it was all, like, trying to establish themselves as alpha male in the group. Like, every single one was right. trying something... Yeah, yeah. Of being like, no, no, you watch this though. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and it revs. Yeah, and then like, 
throwing things at each other to be like, ah, yeah, I'm dominating you. And then the, another person like trying to fight back and just the whole politics of it. <laughs> of just like caring so much about what the sort of the clan yeah, yeah. really thought about them and where they were on the hierarchy. I was like, do you know what? I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. And I do think that it's at that sort of age which kind of sets your expectations on that. And I do mm-hmm. think that as you get older, you just, yeah, you literally just, I don't know whether it just clicks in your brain, like, you know what, just don't give it F anymore. Mm-hmm. And you get, yeah, less kind of swayed by mm-hmm. those sort of social pressures in a way. Mm-hmm. I think university helps a lot as well. Mm. I feel like university really does kind of, because it's a fresh start and there's not really that much of a hierarchy at university, a social hierarchy at university. Yeah, I think as well, it's like, yeah, like you say, a clean slate, you can just go again. And I think in that sort of situation, I think you're just trying to say, you get to that point where, you know, well, let me just try exploring things I enjoy a little mm-hmm. bit more and then people accept it because you're on certain courses yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So it kind of like opens you up mm-hmm. to those sort of, let go of some of those expectations. But I do mm-hmm. think they stay true as well. I think it's like at any age as well, I think even... Certain age groups have their own expectations right. of the time. Yeah, well, I was just about to say, like, I think I look at the social expectations of people our age now and the social expectation is you should be buying a house now or you should be, you know, moving in with your partner and starting to have kids, getting married and all that sort of stuff. And, okay, yeah, sure. But, there's a, again, there's a lot of pressure on that. And I think, I actually think, and I've said this many, many times, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, Put but I certainly there. think that a lot of people end up getting married and buying houses with their significant other before they're ready to do so because social pressures are kind of there going, that's a box you need to tick. Mm. And I see that a lot. I always get that question. Like, When's marriage coming? Right, exactly. Exactly. When, when, when is marriage coming, Joe? Not to, for a while. To hope's the best man. Just saying. Really? Ooh, competition. Competition. <laughs> Anywho, Let's moving swiftly on. Point. Uh, point number two. Yes. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. See, this is a strange one as well because obviously a lot of people now are saying like hustle hard, work hard if you're going to do something. I mm-hmm. think, do you know what? I think there's hard work, but it's got to be the right, again, it's kind of, are you working hard at the things that matter or the right things That's because it. I think while you're young I think you've got this period of time where you probably are more energetic you're more like you're going to take opportunities mm-hmm. you've got yeah, I know you're just more curious more interested and I think there is a time where you work really hard but I think what these people are probably saying mm-hmm. is actually they work too hard at things they didn't give a shit about. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was about to say. If you're if you're working your ass off on something that you really enjoy then it's not really work it's pleasure mm-hmm. i mean yeah okay there are aspects to every job that no matter what it is that people don't enjoy like there are aspects to me being an actor that i really can't stand um but the job overall i really enjoy and i i really care about whereas if you work in you know in the stock rooms of a shop <laughs> and working your ass off day after day then yeah you probably will regret working so hard and not enjoying your life a little bit more yeah, and I think unless you really do enjoy working in a stockroom of a shop, there are people out there that really enjoy that. I'm sure, but there will be a robot soon. That's we'll true. Just take it off you. But yeah, it's totally true. I think a lot of people because you're working hard. That it, it's easy like tiresome slogging work, or is it actually hard work where it's like mm-hmm. deep work. It's stuff you actually care about. So yeah, I can imagine that's probably the stance mm-hmm. they're coming from. Well, that's it as well. And I mean, if you're if essentially if you're working hard at something that doesn't fulfil you, it's kind of 
wasted time. Yeah, it's wasted time, it's wasted energy. Whereas if you're working in with something that does fulfill you, you feel good for having done it. So again, it's like, it, it's more the point of view of what is work and what isn't, I suppose. Because I had never, ever planned to retire for being an actor. I've said that, and I'm sure I will say that many, many more times to come. Mm-hmm. I will, my intention is to continue being an actor until I physically cannot act anymore. Yeah. And I think as well, people... And that doesn't scare me. Yeah. In fact, it actually kind of fills me with a nice little bit of positivity to think I could be almost on my deathbed and still be performing. There you go. And that, that to me is a wonderful thought. Yeah. I can't think of anything worse than working till I'm 65 in something I can't stand, then getting to 65 and be like, right, I'm done now. And then sitting on my ass. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the thing as well. I think people think, well, okay, I'll just work hard at those sort of shitty jobs while I'm young and then I'll have the things, I'll get the house, mm-hmm. or just put in the grunt work for now and then later on it'll pay off. But uh-huh. I think then you kind of like chop off some of the best years of your life as well. And I think that's heavily what people are going to regret later on when they say, yeah, you know what, I was working a killer amount of hours uh-huh. and yeah, I did get the house. But you know what? They were years I really could have enjoyed and had a bit more like life balance. And mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely something to consider. Yes. Are we going to jump onto the next one? Is it deep or is it worth I just having a quick break? I feel like the next one's a little bit deeper than the other two that we've talked about so far. So I think it might yeah. be a good idea to have a break. Let's do that. So we'll have a break and then we'll go to point number three. So we thought we'd just take a few seconds just to say thank you to our sponsor, yep. the University of Northampton huge thank you to them for supporting the show um so why should you check them out well first of all we're alumni we went there so everything that we kind of deliver to you kind of comes from them in a way um but also they're not just about getting a degree the thing we love about northampton uni from experience is the fact that you come out of your course with your degree but also there's so many options on the table they understand that it's not just about going out and getting a job anymore it's also about the possibility of setting up your own business and becoming an entrepreneur and to top that off (laughs) it's not just about setting up a business it's about setting up a social enterprise that's their specialist area so if you're thinking of setting up a business it can also be one that's doing good to the world and delivering social impact so check them out northampton.ac.uk and a huge thank you to them for supporting the show welcome back hello so we're talking about regret minimization and specifically the regrets that old people have yes probably the best people to to ask about regret yeah that's yeah. what i like about gary v when he said that he literally spent so much of his time like speaking to old uh-huh. people which i guess he kind of like he says he doesn't consume content so in mm-hmm. his way he kind of went and explored uh-huh. the old people himself got the regrets and was like yeah I'm not going to do that yeah <laughs> um, and yeah he works hard to recall back to our previous point he works bloody hard so take from that what you will anyway mm. so point number three um, is that I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings that is deep I'm Gen- happy we waited till after the break for yeah that because I think to be honest I think this is a regret that young people have as well a lot of the time. I think you probably just don't see it yeah. until later. Because mm-hmm. when you're kind of getting really old and you're kind of like, I've probably only got what, five, six years to live and you're like, mm, I've got to make the most of these years. And then you kind of, even if it's just like the one that got away yeah. and stuff like that, like maybe if you just expressed how you felt a little bit more 
Maybe they wouldn't have got away. Maybe they would have stuck around. And when you're young, you kind of think, well, I've got time to make up mm, for that. That's the Whereas one. when you're old, once that's it. If, they, if, if someone else gets away, that's it. You're probably not going to see them again. Yeah, no, it's true. I think, you, like, I think you hit the nail on the head with the whole timing thing. I think we sort of discount how long we've actually got. So it's kind of like you'll only say, oh, I didn't express how I felt if the next day somebody you loved mm-hmm. life got taken away and you're like, shit. Whereas you kind of always, we were talking about this earlier with our own families a little bit, about this idea that it's so hard sometimes for people to express how they feel with their families because you kind of think, well, they're my family. Eventually I'll tell them how much I appreciate them and care for them and all those sort of things. But it's kind of like you put those off because it's kind of like, I don't know, just seems like it's not needed right now. You don't have to always explain it. They should know they're Uh the family or your partner, you've not said you love her. Well, that's it. There's always that one of like, well, I don't need to tell you that I love you because you know that I love you. Yeah, exactly. And and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I, I think it's just one of those where I just think, and I actually think this is one of the biggest tragedies of modern society as well. I mean, obviously, if these old people are saying it, it's been around for a long time. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of feel like it's even worse now. Yeah. I feel like we're in a very passive, <laughs> passive aggressive, and just passive as far as emotions. But it's like people, are concerned. people. I actually nearly posted something on Facebook the other day, right, about no this very thing. Right? Go on in. But I chose not to because I don't like posting this sort of stuff on social media. But I was very tempted, and I was kind of like, "How is it that we've got to a point where we are happy and we're almost like, yeah, go you, to for people to rant?" and be almost malicious about their politics publicly. But we will not be open to people talking about their emotions. How have we got to the point where calling people bigots and things is more socially acceptable <laughs> Ooh, than talking about how, you, how much you care about someone? Why is it telling somebody how much you care can be perceived as needy, but calling people bigots and idiots is fine? I think maybe that comes from like this sort of repressed, like you say, if you've got repressed feelings or not being able to express yourself with people around you, and then you suddenly got a platform like social media that gets you to like rant, and because it's kind of from a distance, it's okay, you can express how you feel, but maybe it's just some sort of like, I don't know, it's not really a full expression of yourself, but it gives mm. you a bit of that kind of, oh, I'm showing a little bit about myself. This is what I stand for, kind of, these are my morals, these are my values. And I do. I, I, I hate the whole social media thing. I think it's a lot of fluff. I don't really mm. want to go into. Yeah. Well, we haven't got time to go into that. Yeah. Today. Let's not. But, but I'm sure a lot of people are going to regret how much time they spent on social media. Mm. I'm sure if you ask the the dying in 50, 60 years time. Yeah. I that. wish I hadn't spent so much time on Facebook. <laughs> Damn, scrolling through all those people. I don't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know who you are. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Which actually, I think, quite <clears throat> brings us quite nicely onto the next well, one. Well, that's perfect. That's Which beautiful. is interesting that you've said that, because this now might contradict what you've just said. Maybe. Or what we've just said. I'm putting the blame on you entirely. Then. No, I'm gonna, I know, I've already got um, my defence. So, number four is, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. Friends. Now, interestingly... I mean, still ex- it still exists. We had this debate. But it's not the same problem that it used to be. Mm. Remember, just, Do you remember Friends Reunited and that old chestnut? Do you remember that one? Uh, this was pre-Facebook. I, it rings a bell, but... And I think the reason Facebook did so well and the main reason it became the zeitgeist was because Facebook became took over the Friends Reunited thing. 
Mm. I have friends on my Facebook from people that I haven't actually physically seen in person for 15 years. Mm. Um, But are they friends? Well, the issue here is staying in touch with friends. Yeah, but this the thing is, I get that, and I because because on that on that logic, no, I'm gonna on that logic, go anybody off. that you haven't kept in physical touch with isn't a friend anyway. So that's a moot point. Yeah, but because I, they're not your friends anymore, so you haven't stayed, because you haven't stayed in touch with yeah, them. Yeah, but so I wonder they're not your friends. I wonder based on, on this on this is it because they're old people. It's kind of like they didn't have any like I know like my mum's like. Like, even with that, she's, like, very, probably, like, a few, two or three of her childhood friends. Whereas nowadays, if you're on social media and you're a young person, you've literally got everyone you've ever met mm-hmm. linked to you in some way. Okay. Here's, here's, here's another, because I know, I can't, in fact, finish your thought and then I'll... Okay. My, my, just my, basically, my thought on that is actually, I think that nowadays the biggest problem is that we have too many loose tie friendships and yeah we have mm-hmm. some sort of insight into what's going on in the world mm-hmm. but in my definition of a friend if it's somebody whose post I've seen did you say you haven't seen this person for 15 years mm-hmm. I don't class that person as a friend that is an old acquaintance and actually unless I had some sort of like deep relationship with them back in the past and okay that's nice but I would much rather spend my time having some deep relations with some people who are actually in okay. my consistent circle at the moment than have any loose people in there. My, my counterpoint would be... Fire away. And, and this is... It's almost happened. It hasn't quite happened. It could happen in the near future. One of these people who I haven't physically seen for 15 years I very nearly went for coffee with. Mm. And would have been an opportunity to... Date? No, not date. No. Um, <laughs> would have been an opportunity to... See, now I don't want to use the word rekindle. <laughs> uh, uh, recreate a friendship yes. that was there before. Okay. Which, though possible, of course, in the olden days, right? Yeah. You still required an address and possibly a phone number. Whereas now, all you require is someone's name to be able to keep in touch with them, should you wish to. Mm. I just think that I don't think people can actually have deep friendships with over a certain amount of people. Oh, I don't disagree with you. And there. I think, yeah, if you can go for coffee and, hey, that's nice but, if you bump into people. But I'd also nice. say that deep friendships can phase out, phase back in. I know quite a few people, some people that you know that I used to be incredibly close to and I haven't spoken to them for five, six years. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. So it, it changes and it morphs and I just, I feel like with social media, even though this wasn't really supposed to be a point about social media, but... I feel like this is now less of a issue if you... But I suppose it is an issue because I suppose the, the regret is about being active, about staying in contact with your friends, I suppose. I, That's the regret. It's I, not whether or not you can, it's whether or not you have. And I think the one way to sort of round this point up probably quite nicely, going back to um, emotional nutrients, and I do think actually maybe those like... Even if they are like loose tie friendships, I do think they probably give some sort of emotional nutrients to people and mm. that's why I think that actually probably the regrets of the dying is they probably have very few friends who come to visit see them and well, even if you well, even if you it? do have those probably those loose ties which you spent some time at uni 10 years ago and they pop up in your life and you haven't got many of those close friends left mm. then maybe the loose ones matter so maybe mm-hmm. there's always I think any time spent on actually your friendships and social groups and just being around other people in a kind of close way is is good for your health oh, good definitely. for your mental health well-being and definitely. stuff like that 
But um, definitely agree with you. Yeah, because I'm definitely not saying that social media is a good replacement for hanging out with your mates. Yeah, I just think you've got to look at the I don't know the age of these people, and I think our mentalities. It'll be really interesting to see what the regrets of the dying are of the millennial gen- generation. Yeah, when it they're would in be really 90s. interesting. Actually, it'd be really really interesting. Maybe we should do an episode on that when we're in our nineties, <laughs> <laughs> sitting in wheelchairs, <laughs> just like oh yes. If there's one thing I really regret, it's funny how both it's are... <laughs> doing this podcast with you. This um, get... <laughs> 70 years on, I'm still fucking here. <laughs> well, I did give you my liver. <laughs> well, my kidney. <laughs> I don't know why we both turned like northern in some ways. Yeah. Moved up moved up north or something. <laughs> That'd be a funny one. There you go, throwback. We're like, episode 10,060. <laughs> we could do a comeback tour. There we go. In our wheelchairs. And our scooters. <laughs> <laughs> just just little yeah, heads in good. like bubble water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so, the fifth and final point. Yes. Which we have talked, I think, quite a little bit. Quite a little bit? Quite a bit about this. Quite a lot about. Quite a lot. Of, quite, quite, <laughs> quite a little lot yeah. about this. Um, which is that I wish I'd let myself be happier. Hmm. I think that comes back to a lot of them as well. That goes back to number one in terms of like expectations. Mm-hmm. You feel mm-hmm. like I can't be happy till I've pleased everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that comes back to if I um, didn't work so hard, I would have been happier because then I would have got more time with my friends, which I stayed in touch with. Mm-hmm. So that it kind of encompasses a lot of them actually. Yeah, because I kind of feel like all of these things are elements which we kind of we hang our happiness on. And we mm. hang our happiness on the people we spend time with, we hang our happiness on what we do as a career, which I think is very, it's very, I'm having a little bit of a a moment here, but I think that's a very strange, very strange concept that has to have come from industry and it has to have come from, because like career, career itself is a very new concept, mm-hmm. which is probably... 100, 200, 300 years old maximum. <laughs> and yet it is so... We have brainwashed ourselves to be coming so reliant on hanging our happiness on that. Yeah. I think. And I think, like, your career is, like like you say, it's so new, but it's a means to an end. But people right. have made it the kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's the massive problem nowadays is that actually... You're so focused on the career part, but ultimately what you only want, the money that you're probably going to earn through that is to kind of nourish the friendships, right. nourish yourself. Right. And so it's quite, yeah, that's a really yeah. point you make on that. Is I do think that's probably where heavily most of people kind of sell or give away their happiness. Mm. And I like what um, James Lambert talks a lot about. He sort of says, like, our oh, natural state is happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. It's just that it gets clouds, clouded over by all these other aspects. Of all the, these other social pressures that we've put on ourselves exactly. and things like that. Like, you know, as you say, like, when are you going to get married? And when are you going to settle down? And what are you doing with your life? And how are you going to afford a house if you're doing that for the rest of your life? And this, that and the other. And it is all these pressures that we're letting other people put on ourselves. Again, tyranny of expectation episode, I think sums a lot of that up. It's just, yeah, if, if our normal state is, is bliss, <laughs> um, then why are we always in this constant state of, it's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough. I mean, I'm sure this is part of the human... 
What's the word? Psyche? Yeah. That wasn't the word I was looking for, but I we'll know go with what that. word you were um, yeah. That is, that is always looking for more. It's always trying to, is there a better way? Can I get more? Can I do, uh, can I just grow? So there's always going to be an aspect of that, but why are we, why are we constantly in this state of not enough? Yeah, and I think it is just, it comes down to this whole consciousness. It's, I think, definitely as a generation, which actually is really interesting. We were talking about, like, mental health and young people today. Like, why is that so common now? And I think that actual mental health is, like, an actual, a um, sort of a symptom of a of a new awareness that we're all building. Mm-hmm. In some ways, becoming so conscious of our thoughts and whether that's a right or wrong thought that it becomes, like, a massive contradiction. And I think And that I think actually, that comes down to the fact that we've got our basic needs covered. We've yeah. got our physical basic needs. We're moving on the Maslow's hierarchy yeah. of needs. And I think because we've got all of those, ba- certainly in, in this civilization, we've got all of those basic physical needs covered. The only needs we haven't got covered are the emotional ones. Our psychological needs. Mm-hmm. So that, whether that be relationships, whether that be just happy, general happiness, whether that be um, enlightenment or, you know, anything else like that. We're, we're now, because we're not questioning where's, where's the food coming from. Moving out of that lizard brain. Yeah. We're going into now, well, why, I've got all of this stuff, but why don't, why am I not still fulfilled? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's some deep shit. We we did go quite deep there. I was <laughs> not expecting that. I'm yeah, not yeah no, definitely. But interesting to consider. For sure. Okay, let's wrap up there then. Is that a warning sign on the computer? It is. Are we good? But it's we are good because <laughs> it's not it's not our hard drive that the episode's going on to. And that makes me feel happy. It's the other hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> Technical issues. Okay, so we'll wrap up there. Or did we get too deep for the computer? We got so deep, the computer went, no, you know what? I, cannot I can't deal with this. this kind of data. <laughs> My capacity is full. <laughs> we fried the computer with our, with our discussions. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so. Uh, Shall we just end on that beautiful quote? Which oh, is yeah. kind of, yeah, I just read it today. Yeah, it do you know what? I, that completely, I just saw all the list of points that I completely... Mentally blocked out the... Accidentally blocked out the quote. Go for it, Jan. Can you read it? Because you... You know that's the voice you do. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Screen completely flickered. Oh, I'm slightly worried about this. Okay, that's not the quote. Um, The quote is... (laughs) Your startup disc is full. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not that. (laughs) The quote is... Be responsible for your experience. Yeah. And I think that just kind of sums up all of these points. Like ultimately, every regret is something that you do have control of mm-hmm. and you can sway and you can change. And mm-hmm. I think when you realize that, you can actually mm-hmm. control your experiences. Mm-hmm. You can choose what you do and what you don't do and how you think and who you hang around with. Mm-hmm. All these things are controllable. So kind of take responsibility in some ways for how you experience things. Yeah. On that basis, actually, I'm going to throw out a book recommendation, which is very rare for me because I'm not a big reader. How many pages do you read? I've read about half of it. There you go. Well, that's better than how which much is... I read for this episode. Exactly. <laughs> so, Wayne Wan, Gem Neil. Um, the book is, I can't remember the name of the author, so forgive me, but I'll put a link in the show notes, uh, powerfulnonsers.com forward slash 142. Uh, the book is Level Up Your Life. Boom. So check that out. If particularly if you're a bit of a video game nerd, oh yeah, or even a slight nerd of any sort, I definitely check it out. It's 
the guy from the guy who did I can't remember the name of his I company. Spoke about this before, actually. I think I might have done. I can't remember the name of his company. But basically, he created a website which was basically like fitness for nerds, and it was like gamifying fitness and stuff like that. But he talks about turning your life into a video game so you can experience what you want to experience, essentially. Some Black Mirror. It's gamifying your life, which is a really great concept. I might have to finish that book. And how are you tying that to, just in terms of... Just because with the quote, being responsible for your experience, what he's basically saying is um, we often kind of sail through life not experiencing all the things that we want to experience whereas if we actually gamify things we can uh, ensure so that we planning and preparing exactly. Pre- preparation exactly, and exactly. he, he gave as an example he opens the book explaining how he uh, gave himself the challenge of living like James Bond for a week and oh, he did yeah. it yeah yeah and he was like it was awesome basically just yeah not enough people are kind of planning out mm-hmm. what they want to experience they kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> On that note, I love doing that when I have a thought in my brain, like, yes, but I'm not going to complete this. <laughs> I will not complete this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, let's wrap up. So, again, show notes can be found at powerfulnonsense.com forward slash 142. Yes. If you have not subscribed on iTunes, we suggest that you do so. Powerfulnonsense.com forward slash iTunes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please hit subscribe if you haven't done already with a nice thumbs up. <laughs> Thank you very much, and we'll catch you next time. Press 1 to delete. <laughs> <laughs>